Hey there, listener. My name is Jenna Van Maurick, and welcome to the Now Go podcast. Welcome back to the Now Go podcast. How have you all been? It has been quite a busy summer for me. I took a lot of time off. I did a lot of writing, a lot of brainstorming, and a lot of just different project planning. And earlier this summer, we had the Biblical Fiction Buffs live meeting with Misu Andrews, where we talked about all things Potiphar's wife. And if you're interested in that, you can check out Biblical Fiction Buffs on Instagram or go on over to my YouTube channel where I have re-uploaded the live stream if you wanted to um, hear that chat with me, Sue Andrews, where we just talked about the book and writing. But yeah, it's been a busy summer for me, professionally speaking, with bookish things that I can't quite tell you about yet, but also on a personal level, just with different family things, lots of traveling. So, you know, my my ability to do things on the internet was significantly decreased this summer, which wasn't something I minded, but I'm excited to be back and I have quite a few ideas for things that I want to talk about with you guys and just stuff I want to do. So I hope you'll stick with me uh, through this. And if you're enjoying the Now Go podcast, then be sure to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are listening from. Um, but yeah, today I wanted to talk about something that happened about a month ago now, but probably a little bit more by the time you're hearing this, just because it'll take me a bit to edit and upload. But in early August, my husband and I celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary. Um, so it's been eight years since we started dating in our sophomore year of high school, and then five years since we got married after our first year of college and three years since we moved into our first house that we weren't renting, two years since quarantining together during a global you-know-what, and in that time, you know, a lot has happened, and that was a, uh, you know, five-year wedding anniversary was a, um, a big one for us <laughs> in terms of milestones and just looking back at all the things that have changed. You know, I think when you're thinking one year to one year to one year, you look back where you were a year ago and maybe things are different, but it's not quite as drastic. And then when we hit five years, there was just so much to look back on and think, wow, five years ago, you know, I never would have imagined that we'd be here. Five years ago, I had no idea that I was going to get hypothyroidism and deal with all of that. I also had no idea that I'd be living where I am and that a lot of blessings have come my way as well. Um, so it was just, you know, kind of a, a really special anniversary for us because we thought a lot about, you know, what we've done together in the last five, six, seven years and also, you know, what we've done individually. For instance, my husband has his career and he pursues all of his interests like building and technology and business and a bunch of stuff that <laughs> is not necessarily my interest. And I write and find ways to be creative and um, support us at home. Uh, so yeah, we've learned a lot about ourselves and each other and we've grown a lot and 
Um, over our anniversary, we planned a really special weekend away to just kind of think about all of that. And I learned one big lesson on that anniversary trip that I wanted to share with all of you guys. And it's not necessarily about marriage or relationships. It can be applied that way, but it was something that occurred to me um, that I think can apply to anyone, whether you're single, in a relationship, married, in a period of waiting, whether you are looking to be in a relationship or maybe you're looking for um, you know, a career, uh, maybe you're in college, maybe you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life, um, all, all of those kinds of things. So I think that this is just something that um, can apply to everyone. And it's not, you know, something I came up with, obviously, but it's something I was reminded of and that I want to share with you. So I encourage you to just stick with me through it and uh, see how it applies to you. So for our anniversary weekend, we started off by having dinner at an outdoor restaurant, which was delicious, by the way. And then we went and saw a local production of The Secret Garden musical. So The Secret Garden is kind of one of my favorite books, one of my favorite stories. Uh, I grew up watching the movie. I remember I have fond memories of, you know, reading the book and having my grandma read it to me when I would stay at her house. And, you know, it was stormy and getting really into the, the story of, you know, the ghost and Mary Lennox and Colin and all of those characters. So it was really fun for me when I found out that locally there was going to be a Secret Garden musical production. And since I loved the story, I really wanted to go. So, you know, it was kind of garden themed the whole weekend with our outdoor restaurant and then going to the musical. And then for the rest of the weekend, we spent the weekend overnight in San Francisco. And while we were there, we toured the San Francisco Botanical Garden, the Conservatory of Flowers, and the Japanese Tea Garden in San Francisco um, in Golden Gate Park kind of area. Uh, so that was really, really fun because those are some places that I haven't necessarily been to or I haven't been to since I was really little. So it was fun to go there and see those. And of course, there was tons of inspiration there because it was so beautiful. Saw all of these different kinds of plants and flowers and landscapes and just absolutely gorgeous way to spend the weekend. And not to get overly cliche, but as I spent all of that time surrounded by flowers and plants and just absolutely stunning examples of creation and God's creativity, there were so many metaphors to God and his kingdom that came to mind. Specifically though, because we'd kind of spent the whole weekend in a secret garden mood after seeing the musical and then watching the movie and talking about the book and the story, with each flower we saw, I thought of a quote from the secret garden and it's kind of a popular one, but the quote is, where you tend a rose, a thistle cannot grow. And I realized that not just, you know, between the two of us, but in our lives, you know, life can be a mix of either thistles or roses. And as long as we take care to tend those roses, you know, um, the thistles can't take root. So it depends on how you quote unquote garden your heart. And while I was kind of reflecting on this in the weeks after we got home from our trip and sort of settled back into regular life and the routine of work and you know, if you're like me, the first thing you do when you get home from a vacation is say, ugh, 
I need a vacation from my vacation. You know what I mean? Like you just had this great weekend. Everything was great. The whole weekend was, you know, roses, so to speak. Everything was coming up roses. And then you get home and the reality starts to hit you of, ugh, but now I have to go back to work. Now I have all these chores. Now I have all of these tasks, all of these things that I need to get done. And, you know, as I was reflecting on, you know, whether or not I was tending roses in my life, I thought of a passage from the Bible, which also kind of talks about gardening or farming. And it's uh, Matthew 8, verse 4 through 15. It's one of the parables. um, And that's where that can be found. But it starts to say, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a good crop, a hundred times more than what was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So what does that kind of mean? Well, it's sort of, you know, going along with my gardening metaphor. The seed is the word of God. And, you know, that's something that we should be planting in our lives. And, you know, we need to tend that. We need to tend that rose. We need to tend that garden um, so that we can hear the word, but then not only hear it, but retain it and persevere in our lives and produce a crop. So what are some ways in which we should be tending roses in our lives beyond just, you know, thinking good thoughts or or focusing on the good as opposed to focusing on the thistles, right? Because we need to make sure that we are tending those roses. We are keeping our focus on God, you know, that we are keeping our eyes on what is important and not what is going to pass, what is in this world, because that's what matters in eternity. It's not the thistles. The thistles are just there to distract us and get us off track. And that's why it's so important that we are, you know, protecting our hearts and gardening our hearts and make sure that we are sowing good seed into our own lives. There's really simple ways to tend the roses in our lives, but the first one is pretty obvious, you know, read the Bible. Um, we, the Bible is the word of God. It's the seed. It's what we need in order to grow. Just spend time in the word of God. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Um, and, 
you know, when we are reading the word of God, we are spending time with God and we are getting to know God and understand him on an even deeper level. And that's what refills us. That's what nourishes us. Another way to tend the roses in your life is to pray. This one is one that I personally have found it's so helpful for me to be really intentional about my prayers, which is why I keep a prayer journal. And I also produced um, a few prayer journals that are available on my Amazon, if you search Genevieve Maurick, that are very, very simple, just lined journals that have columns for you to write down your prayer requests, and then another column for you to maybe write down if it's been updated, or if you've added to it, or if the prayer has been answered, or something, anything like that. And I use those prayer journals to record my prayers and my praises. Not just my prayers, but also my praises, right? And I journal my prayers. And that's a way that, for me, has helped me to be very intentional about my prayers, but then it's also helped me to not just forget my prayer as soon as I've said amen, right? If somebody comes to me with a prayer request, I write it down to make sure I'm actually praying about it. Um, And it's also a way for me to look back and see how God has been faithful. I think sometimes it's really easy to say a prayer, pray for something, and then, you know, forget about it and forget to then praise God and thank God for it later. Um, At least that was something that I struggled with, um, you know, more early on in my faith journey. So for me, it's really helpful to journal my prayers because then the more I look back at all of those pages and see things that I forgot about or see things that maybe were a big deal to me at one time that I, you know, sort of, you know, just sort of forgot about over time or, you know, for the praises to remind myself to be grateful for what God has given me and all of that kind of stuff. And again, prayer is another way in which we are Um, spending time with Jesus, spending time with God. And that's how we, you know, tend the roses, right? That's how we make sure that, you know, we are good soil that the word of God can fall on if we are spending time with him and in his word. And then the last way, one of three ways that I've kind of written down as ways to tend roses in our lives is to focus on what we are putting into our hearts and minds. You know, what are we planting? Are we planting weeds or are we planting, you know, flowers? And that's kind of something that is true of all of these things, reading the Bible and praying. But, you know, I am was reminded of a passage from scripture, which is uh, Philippians 4, Chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So, you know, thinking our thoughts and minds and hearts are the gateway to a lot of things. So what we put into our minds matters. That's why reading the Bible is so important. What we are putting into our our heart matters and that's why praying is so important and you know what we're exposing ourselves to 
really matters. You know, are we exposing ourselves to thistles? <laughs> are we focusing on thistles or are we being distracted and pursuing something that maybe looks like a rose, but on closer inspection is actually maybe a weed or um, something that we don't want in our hearts, something that we don't want to be planting in our garden. When we talk about, you know, what we're putting into our hearts and minds, that could be something like music or TV or movies or the books we're reading or the kinds of things we're exposing ourselves to, the kinds of behaviors we engage in or activities that we participate in. Um, music, though, comes to mind to me because I remember, um, this is a little bit of a funny story, but music can definitely impact your mood and impact how you see the world. Um, I love my husband. He's a great driver. He gets me everywhere I need to go, right? So this is not a complaint. But, um, you know, early on in our relationship, when we would drive around together, he used to like to listen to really, really fast epic fantasy Lord of the Rings Chronicles of Narnia movie soundtracks. So drums and violins and cellos and orchestras and really fast-paced intense battle music, right? And we'd be, you know, driving along down a country road and he would just start driving like he was, you know, on the battlefield running towards Aslan or something like it was a whole thing and I'd be like mm, hun can we maybe change the music and then we'd change the music and maybe his driving would change a little bit if we started listening to something slower like worship music or I have a playlist of classical hymns that I love that are just played on piano instrumental with no no lyrics um, or anything like that. And then the driving would become slower and, you know, maybe a little bit more comfortable depending on how you like to drive. You know, that's, that's a practical example of how what we're putting in affects what comes out, whether that's, you know, something uh, like our, our spirit and our joy and, you know, something on that kind of scale, or even if that's just something, you know, to do with how we're driving or how we're talking or how we're acting. Um, so yeah, what we are putting in, what we are thinking about, what we are allowing ourselves to experience matters. And it's so important that we are tending our spiritual gardens, that we are making sure that we are, you know, attending ourselves and making sure that we are good soil we are able to sow you know sow God's word in our lives so that we can produce fruit from that so that our our lives as believers can be fruitful and um, that you know God's word doesn't just hit us and fall off but that we are you know doing what we can to make sure that thistles don't grow in our hearts right there's so much scripture so much encouragement that we can find from scripture that talks about this but again you know this is something that just affects not just relationships like I said this is just a life thing and it was just something that I thought about you know while we were on our anniversary trip and looking at all of these gardens and looking at creation and thinking about God this you know ultimate gardener who created all of this and just how wondrous it is and I just want to encourage you to go out into your life read the bible spend time with Jesus pray because it is so 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 important and I realize that every time I stray or every time I leave my spiritual garden unattended for a while right and I come back in and maybe the habits aren't there or maybe some thistles have taken root that I need 
need to work through and work on and get through. And I just want to give you that encouragement that, you know, you can start with just reading a verse a day. You can start with just praying, you know, as much as you can um, and, you know, work on tending that spiritual garden. So yeah, just go out and pursue Jesus and I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Don't forget if you want to keep up with more things uh, to follow me on Instagram at Jenna Van Maurick. Be sure to subscribe to my blog as well, www.authorjennavanmaurick.com because I've got a lot of fun, exciting plans coming there as well. I'm in a really great season. I am enjoying the changing of summer to fall because there's just so much to look forward to, so much planning that I've been doing this summer and, you know, things that I've got really exciting coming up. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys in my next episode.